Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then look at the theory surrounding it. I won't give you any answers, because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible, and references will be given after the stories. This is a creature feature episode, and this one is a cryptid episode. This week, we're looking at something that has been haunting people for years. We're looking at black-eyed children. Like last week, this cryptid is also an urban legend, but it's a different situation this time. The black-eyed children, or black-eyed kids, have a few origin years, but I'm mostly going to gloss over them. Some people say that they were first seen in the 1950s, and some say that it was actually the 1980s, but looking too far into that would cause a headache, because there isn't much evidence of either of them. The most widely accepted origin of the Black Eyed Children stories is from 1996 in Abilene, Texas. A reporter named Brian Bethel recounted a story in which he encountered these creatures through emails to colleagues that had been sent two years after the encounter. He was on the way to pay some bills one evening when he stopped outside a movie theatre to use the streetlight to write his cheque. While he was doing that, he heard a knock on the driver's window. Bethel looked up. Outside of his car, there were two boys in hoodies stood looking into the car. One asked if Bethel could give them both a ride to his mother's house so they could get money to see a movie. He said that it wouldn't take long. They're just kids. Bethel was unnerved by the last sentence and he rolled up the window to make to drive away. The boy shouted to let them in and that they could only do that if he said it was okay. Bethel said that he couldn't sleep very well for days after the encounter, even going as far as to say that he felt unsafe even trying to do so. He kept having thoughts of them standing at the end of his bed or being just outside his front door waiting for him to go outside. When he was asked what he thought the children were, he said that they had to be some kind of predator that wanted something from him, going as far as to say, maybe his soul. The next time the black-eyed children were spotted was in 2014. I actually remember reading about this because it was all over the UK newspapers. The area of Cannock Chase in Staffordshire, England, became front page news when reports of a black-eyed child surfaced from Birch's Valley. Lee Buckley launched an in-depth investigation of the area after the reports. One eyewitness was alerted by the sounds of screams. When she and her daughter went to check it out, she discovered nothing and stopped to catch her breath. When she turned around, a young girl was stood behind her, hands over her eyes. The woman asked if the girl was okay and the girl lowered her hands. What the woman saw disturbed her and she grabbed her daughter, intending to get away. But when she turned back to the girl, she was gone. 
On his paranormal website, Lee Buckley says that this wasn't the first time the children had been seen on Canic Chase. He says that his aunt and her friends had seen the girl in 1982. They would hang out on Canic Chase in the evenings, something that teens do today. One evening, Lee's aunt and her friends were just were there just before dark. She heard a little girl screaming for help. She rushed to find the source of the sound, finding her way onto a dirt track. She caught sight of the girl, who looked roughly around six years old, running a bit further ahead of her. Lee's aunt caught up to her and the girl turned around and looked her in the eyes before running off into the woods. The police were called and they looked for the girl, but they found nothing. Nobody seemed to believe that anything paranormal was happening because the girl seemed to be corporeal, made of flesh and blood. Canuck Chase is a special case in the sightings of black-eyed children. It's the only place so far that has had sightings of them in broad daylight. US accounts of them all have groups of them appearing and always after dark. But we're not ready to leave Canuck Chase yet. There's another sighting to go over. In 2021, a couple were camping in Canuck Chase when they encountered the girl. Reported on in 2022, the couple said that they had been kept apart by the pandemic, so they decided to spend a night out in Canuck Chase. They were camping illegally because it's illegal to wild camp in the UK without permission from the landowner. Both of the pair were 17 at the time, and at around midnight, they heard something moving outside their tent. They thought it might be a deer and tried to stay quiet and still so that they didn't spook it. When they realized that they could hear footsteps, they unzipped their tent to see who it was. They both heard the unmistakable sound of a little girl giggling and grabbed their flashlights to have a look. They saw a small girl running from tree to tree, occasionally looking out towards the couple before stepping into the clearing that they were camping in. They said in interviews that they had heard about the black-eyed child of Canuck Chase, but never really believed them. They said that they knew it was the real deal because she moved in ways that humans couldn't, seemingly teleporting from one place to another. The girl stood and watched the couple with her head slightly dipped. Then the giggling just got louder. They said it was like giggling was coming from all around them, even though they could see that she was right in front of them. The girl bent down as if adjusting her shoes and then ran off through a dense section of the trees. The couple stayed in their tent until the sun came up, not daring to sleep. They emerged at 7am and found piles of stones evenly placed around the perimeter of their tent and strange stick formations hanging from the trees that looked like dream catchers. They packed up their gear and made their way back to the car. As they walked, one of them spotted a small child peering out at them behind a tree and screamed. The other one shouted at it to leave before they ran to the car. There's a story that isn't dated inside my research too. This one is from Vermont in the United States. One night, around 2am, 
a woman was woken up by a loud bang. She looked out the window and saw footprints in the snow surrounding her house. When she looked into the hallway, she could see someone at the door. Feeling unsafe, she woke up her husband, who answered the door for her. Outside stood two children. Something was off about them, though. They weren't wearing any coats, even though they were out in the snow. And they were wearing clothes similar to Mennonites, a type of Amish people, despite the fact that no Mennonites lived nearby. The couple wouldn't normally hesitate to welcome children into their homes, especially on a snowy night like that. But something was making the woman feel uneasy. She asked where their parents were, and the response was, they'll be here soon. The couple let the children into their home, where the tone of the encounter shifted dramatically. The couple's house cat became skittish when it was usually a friendly cat. He retreated into the kitchen and refused any interactions. Hoping to ease the tension, the woman went to the kitchen to make some hot chocolate. Upon her return, her husband said that he was feeling dizzy. That was when the woman noticed what was so wrong about the situation. The children didn't react to the woman's fear, if they even noticed it. They just asked to use the bathroom and went in that direction as if nothing happened. They left to find it as if nothing was strange about the situation. While they were gone, the husband's nose began to bleed and as the woman went to go and get a tissue for it, the power went out. The couple couldn't see anything, except for the two children at the end of the hallway, just staring at them. They came back into the room, said, our parents are here, and just went past them to the front door. The couple watched the children walk down the driveway, where two men in black suits waited in an idling car. The couple tried to get their attention, but the men didn't listen. After the children had left, the couple's troubles got worse. Their house cats went missing, and the cat that had hidden in the kitchen died of a hemorrhage. The husband developed skin cancer that moved at a rate that couldn't be explained by medical professionals. The woman developed symptoms similar to what the man had when the children were in the house, dizziness and nosebleeds. The end of the story is just that. Everyone got sick, but we don't know what happened afterwards. After these stories, I think it's probably about time that we looked at what makes these children so terrifying. Black-eyed children have been spotted officially since the 1980s and 1990s. But what do they look like that makes them so different to normal children? Well, black-eyed children look just like any normal child. They can appear looking between the ages of 6 and 16, so there's some wide variety to their physical appearances. What sets them apart from normal children is their clothes. 
black-eyed children can often be spotted by their strange way of dressing. Although they appear as children of the current time, they often have something that is out of place, like a coat on a warm night or wearing light clothing in cold temperatures. Perhaps the most terrifying thing about the black-eyed children is the thing that gives them their name. Their eyes are completely black. They often hide their eyes at the beginning of the encounter, revealing them later to terrify the people they're around. They seem to radiate some kind of fearful presence as well. Everyone who looks at them immediately feels uncomfortable and scared. They'll stay outside of a building or vehicle until someone invites them in. Once there, they'll act relatively normal, but things will start happening in the vicinity. No. Once there, they'll act relatively normally, but strange things will start happening in the vicinity. If they're not let in, they will shout and scream and try any method to get you to let them in. The weirdest thing is that they don't do anything once they're inside. They're just there. If the third story is anything to go by, just being in their presence for a prolonged period of time is enough. They seem to be able to mess with the biology of a person without doing anything. This ability makes them incredibly dangerous without doing anything at all. Now that we know what they look like, shall we look at what they could be? Black-eyed children are some of the creepiest cryptids I've looked at so far. But what are they? Unlike the previous cryptid from an urban legend, I have some actual theories for you. First, and we're going to get this out of the way now, they don't exist. This is as simple as that. It seems like stories of the black-eyed children were everywhere around 10 years ago. But that simply wasn't the case. I searched for sightings of the creature whilst doing the research for this episode and could only find the Canuck Chase sightings and the origin story. The final story wasn't even intended to be in the episode. I found it while I was looking at the other theories. With such a small amount of seeing the creature, it becomes more difficult to really say whether they're even real. Something that stands directly against the idea that they're not real is a carving from around 13,500 years ago, found at Gobekli Tepe in Turkey. The carving shows a single man with eyes of obsidian. People who see the carving admit that it unsettles them, suggesting that the power of these creatures extends beyond their physical presence. If this piece of evidence is correct, then we need to figure out what this kind of creature is. There are three possible options for this, and the fourth one is that they're separate creatures altogether, but what they're after is unknown. The first option is that they're a former vampire. I covered them in Creature Feature 17 if you want to hear about them. To look at this, we need to go back to their Romanian folklore. 
Vampires don't actually die in sunlight. They're just weaker. Which is why they're seen predominantly at night. But that's not all. They're known to need permission to cross a threshold, something that they share with black-eyed children. That's not strictly true though, because vampires are perfectly capable of just going wherever they want. But if we look at the Strigoi folklore from Romania, they're known to walk the perimeter of a building, asking to be allowed in. If a Strigoi is allowed into the house, the people inside are spared, but become cursed to suffer a terrible fate afterwards. It all sounds a little familiar, doesn't it? Our second option is that the children are demonic entities. They also share the need for an invitation to enter a home. In books like The Greater Key of Solomon, it's said that they gain a huge amount of power when they receive an invite into a person's home. This would explain why the children ask to be let into the house or car rather than just walking in, which I'm guessing they'd have the power to do. The invitation would allow them to wreak havoc in a person's life without having to expend too much energy. That option has a second part to it though. This part is that the children are simply possessed by the demon. I looked at some possessions way back at the beginning of this podcast, all the way back in episode 7. Demonic possession causes some strange phenomena to happen around the possessed individual, and they tend to be completely unaware of those and the physical contortions they undergo. In many versions of demons in pop culture, black eyes feature prominently, something that seems to have been taken from one of the most infamous cases of possession, Annalise Michelle. During her prolonged exorcism, it was said that her eyes turned black for long periods of time. This specific action would suggest that the children are possibly possessed. But that leads to a new question. Who are the men in suits? And why are they sending these children to people? There might actually be an answer to that question. What if the men in suits are men in black? They weren't just made up for the movie starring Will Smith. They've been seen since the Roswell incident. But their use of black-eyed children suggests something completely different, leading us to the third option. The children are extraterrestrials. Aliens being a theory hasn't happened for a while. The Men in Black is the strongest connection to this option, but the loss of power and the onset of serious health problems after the encounter are actually something that has been seen in alien encounters. But there's a problem with this one that doesn't appear in the other options. The Canuck Chase sighting in 2021 had a young couple face to face with one of these children. They didn't see any health problems later. So what was different? I can't tell you that because I don't really know. Regardless of what you think they are, if a child knocks on your door in the middle of the night, Don't let them in until you've seen their eyes. You might just be letting something evil into the house. (music) 
The story and descriptions from this episode came from a Sandy River Review article called Creeping It Real, Black-Eyed Children. An Irish Mirror article called Chilling Sightings of Black-Eyed Child Ghosts Spark Paranormal Hunt. A Staffordshire Live article called Couple Traumatised After Terrifying Encounter with Canic Chase's Black-Eyed Child. And a Fairmont State University Columns article called Conspiracy Corner, Black-Eyed Kids. The theories from this episode came from the Sandy River Review article and the Fairmont State University Columns article. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I'm planning to post on TikTok as well as putting episodes on YouTube, and I'm still in the process of planning that now that I've got more time. I have a Patreon, but I'm still deciding what to post on it this season. There's a £3 tier if you want to support me anyway. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree, and as before, you're more than welcome to pledge more than £3 a month, and I'll find something extra special for anyone that does that. My email address is also in the episode description if you want to send me spooky stories, unexplained events, or even mysteries you want me to look at. If I get enough, I'll set up some listener episodes to read them. Please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with the things that I've said either. Once I've seen the email, I'll make sure to correct myself. The next episode will be out on Wednesday, and next week's Creature Feature will be out on Saturday, February 4th. So hold on until then.